This is the weekly Fremont Moo podcast. This is sent back up the middle and out into center field. That'll score one. Simonson heading home, and he is safe at the plate. We're tied at two. An inside look at Moo baseball. This is popped up to center field. Podcast hit the Moo and won six in a row. That's a sweep. The Moo win three to two. Now, here's your host, Nate Rohr. Welcome into episode two of the Fremont Moo Podcast. I'm Nate Rohr, and so excited to begin this 2020 season. We're only a few hours away. First pitch of the Moo against Hastings out of Duncan Field. 6.35 first pitch tonight and Saturday night, and a 6.25 pregame on FremontMoo.com. We're going to keep it a little shorter here today as we're jacked up for this first game. But we'll still have a nice chat with James Skirto. We'll meet the moo with James Skirto, the ace of last year's staff. Had a terrific year. The right-hander out of Midland University. He's going to start on the hill for the moo tonight out at Hastings. So we'll chat with James Skirto, and then we'll also have a conversation with Nick Emanuel. We'll circle the bases with the second-year catcher of the moo out of North Dakota State. Check in with him, see what he did during the quarantine time, how he stayed game-ready. So he's prepared for this season opener tonight against Hastings. So without further ado, let's get to it. Let's circle the bases with Nick Emanuel. One, first off, what did you do during the uh, quarantine and waiting for baseball to fire back up? How did you fill all the time that you all of a sudden found yourself with in the spring? Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to uh, have a former teammate who plays professionally who happened to be a pitcher. So uh, him and I uh, worked out together the entire quarantine, and we were fortunate enough to have um, some people... um, allow us to use their facilities and uh, stay in shape a little bit and uh, you know just just getting ready getting ready to jump right back into things so and we were we were pretty pretty good about that working out every day so and like I said just fortunate to have uh, have him by me and have him as a a close friend you're a catcher and catching at North Dakota State, you, you see the entire extremes of weather conditions about as cold as you can play baseball in, and this summer, unfortunately, you'll probably see as hot a weather as you can deal with. What would you rather have, cold or hot? Uh, definitely cold. As a catcher, um, when it gets above 80 degrees, it's a little it's a little harder to uh, stay focused back there and keep the fluids in you, and uh, I think when it's cold, I mean, we're wearing gear anyway, so I think we're a little warmer than everyone else, so uh, definitely cold. But no worries about foul tips off the, no. uh, off the hand or anything like that. You know, I've been, I've been playing in the, in the cold weather climate my entire life, so it's, it's just part of the game at this point. So. You're a returner to this Fremont Moo team. You've played four years of summer ball, three different places, including uh, two different teams in this Expedition League. What makes Fremont special? Why'd you Why'd you come back down? Yeah, Fremont. Fremont to me is just uh, it's it's a pretty special place. Um, I fell in love with it right away last summer. I was fortunate enough to have an unbelievable host dad in uh, Butch Crackemeyer, uh, and he is he's gone above and beyond uh making me feel comfortable and uh like i said just i love this town honestly it's a it's a special place so 
Fremont Moo Baseball is back. On Monday for the Moo Home Opener, youth baseball and softball players 18 years or under wearing their jerseys get in free. On Tuesday, bring your dog to Muller Field for Dog Days, presented by Getchman Heating. On Wednesday, gather your girlfriends for ladies' night and enjoy $2 hot dogs on Wiener Wednesday. On Thursday, Thursday, sip $3 domestic beers during the Happy Moo Year celebration. Then celebrate America with post-game fireworks presented by the Nebraska Lottery. All games start at 7.05. Buy your tickets online now to save a dollar on each ticket at FremontMoo.com. Learn a little more about one of Fremont's finest. Let's meet the Moo. Well, our first player chat of the year is with James Skirtle, the man who will take the ball on opening night for the Moo after uh, being the Moo's top pitcher last year. What does it mean to be the opening night starter in year two of this franchise? I mean, it's always it's always nice to know that you're you're the guy they look towards. They look towards for uh, you know game one. You always want to be game one starter, but just hoping that I can go out there and do exactly what I did last year. Just Give us a chance to win every game and, you know, just keep pitching like a pitch. Last year you were able to not just pitch well, but pitch long into games, pitch deep into games. What allowed you to do that, and, and, and what does it take to get through the seventh inning, the eighth inning, the ninth inning, uh, still getting people out on a consistent basis? Well, I mean, I've, I've never really had an issue with going deep into games. I kind of I got what they call a rubber arm, so nothing nothing really bugs me. And just getting guys out just comes down to continue to mix up, not getting too predictable out there. I don't throw hard enough to blow guys away, so i got to keep hitting the zone with different stuff in different ways. You mentioned not being a hard thrower, and that, that is the book on you, a guy who's very composed out there, but it isn't going to blow people away. And uh, certainly pitchers coming up, they, they think of themselves as, as people uh, who can blow people away. When did you learn that the best way for you to get guys out would be to be more precise and, and, and more careful with how you throw the ball? I'd say as soon as I maxed out with my velo at about junior year of high school, I figured out I couldn't throw much harder than what I do now, but... I mean, that's pretty much what it came down to is I can't, I'm not going to be able to light guys up with a fastball that doesn't break 80 very often. So I got to learn how to do other stuff and I throw four or five different pitches. I got to try to do whatever I can to get people out. One of them is a knuckleball, is that right? You got a knuckler in your arsenal? Yeah, not not too great, but I mean, I can throw it pretty well in pregame and just screwing around in the outfield, but <laughs> can't really figure it out in the game that much. Haven't had the faith to bust that out uh, when uh, when the lights are on, huh? Well, I have a couple of times. It just hasn't gone well. So, <laughs> well, let's talk about your your baseball journey. When did you start playing the game of baseball? Uh, probably when I was about five or six. I really got into baseball. I, my dad is a big Braves fan, and so I just grew up, you know, when the Braves were kind of coming out of the '90s dynasty and all the like Javi Lopez, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, all those guys, watching them, and that's where I really like started to enjoy the game of baseball, and then playing t-ball and coach pitch kid pitch going up in the ranks and it was you know it just never stopped being becoming enjoyable for me when did you figure out that hey i might be a little better at this than some guys i might this might be a way for me uh probably around little league when you know i'd get i get frustrated at the other kids you know they're screwing around the outfield or just kicking dirt i mean i kicked the dirt around too drew circles and stuff but i get a little more animated and frustrated and i didn't make a play or anything it was just kind of you know i wanted to be better than your average guy Going through high school ball at Waverly. Waverly, ha- Waverly has a high school team now, correct? Yeah. Hey, what was that like being kind of on the ground floor of, of Waverly's high school program and, and helping school ball get established at Waverly and, and getting that going? 
I mean, it was pretty fun. My freshman year going into high school was when our team was actually probably the best it's been in the in the program. Well, one of the better years. We uh, that was the year they all went to state, and we had a couple D1 guys. Actually, just one. But I mean, just watching all those guys playing ball out, it was just like, wow, I want to really be a part of that, and just try to replicate that as much as I can, carry myself the same way. One of the things that uh, I've been told stands out about you is your composure on the mound, the idea that, that you manage your emotions and, and how you pitch out there. What goes into that for you? How are you able to build that? Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not really a guy that's, you know, too animated, I guess. Not like I was as a kid because, you know, it doesn't really get you anywhere, just throwing a fit on the mound and getting upset. I mean, I get heated and competitive. I mean, no doubt I'll get in the moment, but... When it comes down to it, none of that really helps the case in any way. So I just, you know, talk myself through it. Just be like, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, it happened. So move on and try to make something happen in the way I want it to happen, you know. Early on from Midland, you weren't a part of that varsity roster. How tough was that to keep working? And, and what were you working on in specific to push your way onto the varsity roster? Um, well, Coach Miller gave me a little taste of the varsity my freshman year. I got a... I got to travel with the guys out to Hastings where we're going mm-hmm. and got to see a couple real big guys hit some balls pretty far and it was really cool <laughs> to see all that but then my sophomore year was kind of a down year for me so I just um, you know just had to knew I had to work had to fix stuff if I wanted to be a part of something special and junior year rolled around and you know I got my name called and I went out there and made the most of it. What did you gain from your experience last year uh, for the Moo? Where, where did you feel your game improved the most from the season of summer ball and, and being able to pitch at this level? Uh, probably just seeing, like, the different quality of hitters, like the, the guys from all over, colleges all over, you know, big name, small name colleges, and just seeing, you know, how I can compete against those guys and what I have to do in order to compete against those guys and be successful. This, su- this spring, of course, cut short due to the COVID-19 virus, and uh, the big challenge was keeping guys in shape and, and keeping guys working on their game even though uh, they weren't able to get out on the field. How were how you able to do that? Um, well, me and uh, Brendan Jones and um, Ab- Matt Abdelnour, we, we all live here in Fremont because we go to Midland, and we get out and we try to throw as often as we could during the week. And so we, we stayed in shape, kept the arms in shape you know, conditioned a little bit and just tried to make the most of it while, you know, staying within regulations and stuff. You had a great year last year for the mood. Do you have any goals set out for yourself uh, for this season? I mean, the goal is always to, you know, do better than you did last year. So, I mean, I guess I'm striving to do better, at least the same as last year, and hopefully we can actually complete, complete it this year and bring home a championship. You were somebody that went deep into games last year, as we mentioned, a handful of complete games. You usually went seven innings in your starts, but early on in the season, there will be a 45-pitch limit in the first week of the year, a 65-pitch limit the second week of the year. Do you let that factor into anything you do, or is it just go out and do your business and hopefully you can get through three innings with the 45 limit? No, I'm just... Just gonna treat it like a normal game, you know. Like I said, there's nothing I can really do about that limit they're gonna put on us. But I'm gonna go out there like I'm gonna throw 120 pitches every day, give it everything I got. Finally, I gotta ask you about the socks. That was one other thing I was I was told about you is that uh, your socks. Uh, you typically wear crazy socks the night before uh, you go out and start. And right now, you are wearing white socks with sprinkles and then a big red band on the top, but multicolored sprinkles. Where did the sock thing come from? I have actually no idea. I just saw some 
I don't know, I just liked socks and I saw some socks and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I buy them and then it just kind of accumulated and now I just have a mess of socks that's all different. Do you have a luckiest pair of socks, big game coming up, or is it just grab some wild ones out of the drawer? I mean, last year I had some had some duck socks that I threw a I threw a complete game out here that I after the next game after my grandpa passed away and I wore those lucky those duck socks and those were I guess my lucky socks and I wore those whenever I felt like I needed them and so you know they they did well for me last year but this year you know you just got to touch and feel find the new pair of socks I guess there you go whole new season and hopefully you can find the feel with the socks and on the hill thanks for joining us no problem thank you. Here's what's coming up moving forward for Fremont. The second season of Fremont Move Baseball begins with a three-game series at Hastings beginning tonight at 6.35. The Move were 8-6 against the Sodbusters last year, including 2-2 two two at spacious and historic Duncan Field. Hastings roster is headlined by Trey Kissick. The Grand Island native was the 2018 Expedition League Pitcher of the Year, going 6-3 with a 2.73 ERA. Last year, he was solid for the Sodbusters with a 4-2 record and a 2.47 ERA. Friday and Saturday's games are at 6.35. Sunday's game is at 2.05, and Saturday's game will be broadcast on Big Dog 98.9 FM and 13.40 AM. After that, the Cows come home for four games. The Moo with a four-game homestand to begin their home portion of the schedule. On Monday and Tuesday, the Moo will take on Pier. Both games starting at 7.05. Fremont was 3-5 against the Trappers last season. Pier 32-32 last year, same as the Moo, but they ended up third in the Clark Division, five and a half games out of a playoff spot. On Monday for the home opener, we'll be offering the show-stopping Barnyard Bloody Mary, plus 10% off Moo merchandise as we celebrate the return of baseball in Fremont and in eastern Nebraska. All youth players wearing their jerseys will get in free. And then on Two for One Tuesday, take advantage of Two for One general admission tickets, half-price Coors Light, and other concessions deals. Monday's home opener, by the way, will be broadcast on Big Dog 98.9 FM and 13.40 AM. So after the two with Pier Monday and Tuesday, on Wednesday, the Sodbusters will come to Fremont for a two-game set. It'll start with Wiener Wednesday, a 7.05 first pitch. Hot dogs, just $2. We'll have hot dog eating contests, and it's ladies' night, so drink specials for our female fans. And then on Thirsty Thursday, $3 domestic beers, $2 Coke products, and after the game, we'll celebrate America with fireworks from the Nebraska Lottery. We mentioned the games that'll be on the radio, but all games will be broadcast on FremontMoo.com pregame 10 minutes before first pitch. That's all for now. We got baseball tonight. We'll review it next week. Fremont Moo Podcast. I'm Nate Rohr, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fremont Moo Weekly Podcast. Follow the Moo on Twitter at Fremont Moo, and visit FremontMoo.com for news, information, stats, and to buy tickets and Moo gear. Fremont Moo Baseball. It's a hit.